My name is Erin Weideman, and you are listening to Heroes for Her. This series features candid conversations with real women who strive to balance their professional acumen with their personal values. Join me as I interview positive female role models who are working hard, loving others, and inspiring the next generation of girls to serve their unique purpose. Hi, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of Heroes for Her. My guest is Tammy Hotzenpiller. Tammy is an author, speaker, a life coach, and the leader of a national women's movement. She is the president of Total Life Coach, which is a coaching company that emphasizes life balance, purpose, and reinvention. I love that. Tammy is also the founder and executive director of Women of Influence, an organization that seeks to educate and empower women in their spheres of influence, very near and dear to our hearts. Her passion is for equipping others to embrace their natural abilities, personal passions, and spiritual gifts. Tammy, welcome to Heroes for Her. Thank you, Erin. It's such a privilege to be with you, and I'm so excited to meet your audience. And just thank you for all you do, really, in just ministering to women and speaking to the hearts of women. Oh, thanks, Tammy. I am so excited that we get to chat today, and I love it because once we connected, I realized we have a ton of people in common. Plus, we have the Orange County connection because you're in Anaheim Hills. I I grew up in Orange, so I just feel like I already know you. That's well, hey, come up anytime and see us. You're in San Diego, correct? Yeah, we're in Encinitas, so not too right. far away. My parents right. and lots of family are still in Orange, so it's just it's a place that I, I visit often. I'm just glad that we're connected that way. Well, I look forward to actually physically meeting you, but just now over this podcast, it's such a blessing. And obviously, we have a have kindred hearts. Um, we have a kindred spirit. So I'm excited to to talk with you and share with your audience today. Me too. And I, you know, in, in all the research that I've done to prepare for our time together today, what, what God has been showing me is, is just that He has a story for all of us. And if we take a little bit of time and we sort of separate ourselves from the hustle and bustle of our daily lives and we look back, we can see the times in our lives where he was at work. And I would love for you to just kick us off by sharing a little bit about your own faith journey, how God has worked in your life, and some of the ways that you can look back through your history and you, you know the time that you've spent walking with the Lord. What are some of the milestones or, or spiritual moments that were really powerful in your own journey? Yeah. Oh, gosh, I would love to do that. That is a great question. You know, like um, a lot of people in the faith, I grew up going to church. I did have parents that were believers. I was very active in my church. I was one of those kids that went on a mission trip at the age of 13 that transformed my life. I went to the country of Haiti um, as a little girl at 13 years old and saw the need that um, really got a place on my heart to touch both the homeless and the destitute. And that's where I made my commitment to what we might call full-time Christian service. It was kind of one of those aha moments, God, I love you. And this was, you know, back in the early 70s, and I wanted to do something for Jesus. But honestly, Aaron, it did put me on a course. And I want to say to whoever's listening to those mama bears out there right now, you don't realize the impact that you have when you do take your kids to church, when you allow them to be in a youth group where they have youth 
pastors that love on them and take them on mission trips or youth camps. God does something in those moments that that you can't even imagine in your kids' lives. So I just want to do a shout out to, to really make sure you get your kids on course and put them around really people that can inspire them. And so I had that aha moment, um, really then went on through high school with this heart for God, went away then to college where I met my husband, and we both really had a heart for God. From there, we went to seminary, and we started very young, Aaron. By the age of 21, I was a pastor's wife. Um, I was uh, pregnant with our first child, so I started the journey very young. And now, I just want to say 40 years later, this is our 40th anniversary of ministry. You know, I've been doing ministry, doing ministry, but but what I want to speak to right now, Aaron, is that we come into our Christian faith with presuppositions, with worldviews, maybe denominational worldviews, maybe um, the fact that you grow up in a certain denomination or certain faith, and you think this is the way God operates. But God started breaking down the walls. I grew up in a wonderful Southern Baptist home and understood the Word of God, loved the Word of God, but I hadn't had supernatural experiences. I hadn't gone off through really the dark difficulties of life to where I had to press into the things of a supernatural God that loves us and guides us and leads us. And even as a pastor's wife, you know, you would think, oh, I should know everything. You know, she's got it all together. I had my own journeys. And whether it was through conflict with children or conflict with marriage or conflict with parishioners, I had to work through really the dark hours of the soul to come into the relationship that I have with God right now. And it's a journey. I just want to say to your listeners right now, whatever age you're at, it's a journey and it's a beautiful journey. It's what I like to call a divine dance with the King of the Kings that loves you and knows you and wants to walk with you. So, we can go deeper and delve deeper into some of those if you'd like, but but I just want this overall picture of um, God is there with you every step of the way, the highs and the lows, the ups and the downs, the ins and the outs, guiding and leading you on your journey. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I, I, I mean, there's so much I want to ask you, but I, I've watched you speak several times, whether it was videos or just, you know, your your place online where we can find some of the resources and places that you've shared with other women. But I think what's spoken so powerfully to me about what you share is the way that prayer, and you're talking about this divine dance and walking with the Lord and, and being close to Jesus and growing this relationship with God, our Father. How have you seen prayer be a powerful component mm-hmm. In your own walk with the Lord. I mean, I, I, I have a very rocky faith relationship where like I grew up in church. I fell away for 10 years and then came back and I was just overcome with incredible shame and guilt and really struggled with how can I even bring anything to the Lord in prayer because I've made all of these mistakes and I've just, I've screwed this relationship up over years. So I I know that you have a powerful, you have a powerful story for how prayer Mm -hmm. has grown you closer to the Lord. And I would Mm -hmm. love for you to just share what that approach has looked like in both, you know, your early time as a young person and growing your faith and how that sort of changed and expanded for you into adulthood. Would you share that with everybody? Yeah, I'd love to. You know, I have to go back and I have to say, I literally have visual images and I'm getting emotional. This is crazy. Uh, Visual images of my daddy on his knees at his bedside. 
So first of all, you don't realize that your posture and your testimony to others in your prayer time is literally teaching your children and your children's children how to have a relationship with God. So first of all, I had that visual picture that my daddy was just a prayer warrior and loved to pray. So I prayed, you know, I I prayed, I I believed in prayer and prayed. And then there were seasons in my life, Aaron, I remember particularly there was one time in my life we were in Denver, Colorado. I was about 40 years old. We'd been married about 20 years. And I was going through a difficult, dark time, Um, even as a pastor's wife at that time and leading women's ministries and speaking and all the things I was doing. I felt this hollowness in my heart. And I remember I went away to a fasting retreat run by the Navigators in Colorado Springs. And I went down there and I checked in to this fasting retreat. It was a place that you could actually rent. It had a single bed and a basin where you could wash your hands. No food was allowed on this fasting retreat. And you could come for a 24-hour period. And I remember coming, and I'm telling you this because it's part of my journey. And it was I was looking for God. I was looking for depth. I was looking for spirituality. And, and I walked and I prayed and I fasted and I had an, an aha encounter with God. He literally spoke to me. He ministered to me. He filled the void in my heart that I was probably looking for someone else to fill. So I remember that as one of the puzzle pieces of my journey. I came back from that. I spent a lot of time in a prayer room, in a prayer closet. I was reading a lot of the mystics. I was reading Madame Guion. I was reading Teresa of Avila. These were really former, they were nuns, um, you know, back in the early 19, late 1800s century, 1900s. And they were, they were women who were seeking after the heart of God. And so I was reading a lot of these mystics because there was this hunger for God. And so I was doing all I could do. And I started prayer ministries. And so this was part of my journey. Now, remember that was 20 years ago, right? So I've had this journey for about 20 years. But I want to tell you what's happened to me recently that's really taken my prayer life to a whole nother realm. Uh, It was about three years ago, we were in South Africa, And we had taken a group on a mission trip. And every day, Aaron, I was in schools with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of little African children preaching and teaching in three and four schools a day. And I was exhausted. By the time our six days were over, um, I was ready for some rest. And we had promised the group we would take them on a safari. So we checked into this beautiful five-star hotel and everyone was ready for this safari and this rest. And I now understand I was vulnerable. I was tired. I was under probably spiritual attack. Um, All of those elements. So understand that we are holistic beings and the enemy knows how to come after us. And God knows how to get our attention in this holistic approach. So stay with me on this because this is a good thought. We had checked into the hotel and I looked over at my husband and I said, baby, would, would you go for a walk with me? And I like to walk. I'm kind of a fitness guru. And, and he looked at me and said, you know, I'm so tired, babe. I just want to lay down. Well, Aaron, something in me snapped and it was almost like a personal rejection. I'm sure I was tired. I was vulnerable. I was under spiritual attack, but something in me felt um, betrayed almost by my husband. I, I didn't ask for much. I wanted to go for a walk. And so I just kind of sharply said, well, then forget it. I'll just go by myself. Now, girls, are you listening to me? You know, don't we have those pity moments? And oh, that's Tammy, what I, I had one this week. I'm right there with you. <laughs> and I walked out of our hotel room, and I'm walking out of this five-star hotel, walking up this beautiful pathway that God had designed for me. And I'm listening to Kim Walker's song, Holy Spirit, You Are Welcome Here. Mm. 
come and fill the atmosphere. And I'm walking up, have my headphones on, singing this song with Kim Walker. And I get to the top of this hill. And it was a place that they had done wedding venues. And so there was like this outdoor fire pit. And I fell down on my face, Aaron. And it was almost like an altar. I literally saw my Isaac moment. And I fell down and I just said, God, where are you? I am so tired. I feel so alone. I give so much to people. And I was having this pity party because my husband wasn't with me, not realizing, Aaron, that it wasn't my husband that was supposed to walk with me that day. It was Holy Spirit that was supposed to walk with me that day. And I got to the top of that hill and I just fell and I cried. And Aaron, I'm not like a super mystical person or a you know, supernatural, crazy person. But I can tell you, I had a spiritual encounter that day that truly changed my course forever. I literally, and I believe audibly, heard God say to me, Tammy, I love what you love because I love you. I am the Holy Spirit. And Aaron, it was so real and so audible to me that I literally felt Holy Spirit saying, baby girl, I love the things you love. Don't ascribe to anyone what only I can fill. Hmm. And he was teaching me that there are things that Phil doesn't have in common with me. And I was trying to put on my husband something that I enjoy and something that Holy Spirit wanted to enjoy with me. You see, he created us a tripart being, body, soul, spirit. He knows us better than we know ourselves. He will fill every void in our life. And he was teaching me how to press into him, how to have supernatural divine encounters with him. So that encounter was so real to me. I came home from that trip and I began doing prayer walks in our local park. And he taught me how to speak to him, how to talk to him. So for instance, when I do a prayer walk, Aaron, I just did one yesterday. I walk in the park and here's how I like to explain God, at least for me. God is a tripart being. He is Father, He is Son, and He is Holy Spirit. He is God. He is one in a three-part triune. So God, the Creator, is God who created this world. He created me. I can look at beauty and nature and the squirrels and the birds and the ducks, and I can go into, and it settles me. I understand that God is so big, Aaron. He created everything, everyone. He created time. So I get this big overall picture of God, my Creator, and I worship my Creator. And then I move into Jesus, my mediator. There is one man between man and God, the man Christ Jesus. He is my go-between. He is my Jesus. He is the one on Calvary who set me free. It's the blood of the Lamb. And I understand my mediator, my go-between. He, he is that mediator between me and God. And I worship my Jesus. And I'm not trying to separate them. They are God. But it helps me to understand who God is. Then I walk into what I believe is our comforter. Remember, Jesus said, I must go away, but I will send the comforter and he will be in you and he will be with you. So Holy Spirit then walks with me. Then I begin as I'm walking in my prayer to begin to pray Holy Spirit. And I pray over my children and my ministry and my marriage and ideas and all the creative. Now I literally understand who I am as a tripart being in the image of God. So it has taken my prayer life I have a war room in my home. I have a prayer room in my home. I go to the park. I've written a book called The Park, which is actually, um, it's a novel. And it's a fictional story of a young girl who meets the Holy Spirit in the park. And, I, and for me, I want to teach women how to have a supernatural relationship with, with their God who loves them and knows them and breathes life into them and wants to have a supernatural encounter with them. 
I am so grateful that you share that story and for a lot of different reasons, but, but the one that I want to just focus on for, for a moment is how you've organized and not separated because we know God, Son, and Holy Spirit are one God, but to separate and organize your prayers in such a way where you're acknowledging God for who he is, his greatness, his might, his power, and then talking to Jesus as the mediator and then talking to the Holy Spirit, like it creates this separation that almost like as a mom, as a, a mom who loves organization and order, I really appreciate how you've explained that separation. My question though is, do you, because you're praying in that sort of a way, are you able to more clearly see the way God is at work in in the things that you're praying for? I mean, what has what has praying like that versus, you know, on the flip side, we would just pray all of the prayers that come to mind. And I mean, as somebody who has, has prayed almost erratically and with no real, I don't know, plan or purpose, I appreciate what you just said, because a, a lot of the time I think it, prayer can feel so out of control or that it's not following a method that works for us. And it feels yeah. sort of haphazard and, uh, yeah. and ineffective. So yeah. how have you, you know, in organizing your prayers that way and going on these consistent walks and, and sort of segmenting them, but as part of the whole, how have you seen God at work in your prayer life? Well, I think, just as I said, I believe that I've really understood the Creator God. Yeah, I like to explain it this way, Erin. Um, I am a mother, I am a wife, and I am a daughter. Which am I more? Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, that's Tammy. That's the, that's how I. That's the realms of who I am. I'm very close to my mother. She is so dear to my heart. I'm getting ready to go to St. Louis to see her next week, and she is the most incredible woman. I, I I am who I am today because of all that my mother has poured into me. And I I'm a wife. I love my husband. My husband and I are best friends. We do ministry together. It, he's just my partner, and I'm very close with my children. I believe you even know my daughter-in-law in San Diego. Yes. My son is a pastor there. Um, my daughter in Denver, my son in Denver. I mean, literally, I would do anything for my children. You can't separate those three dimensions of who I am. Mm. And I am, I mean, how, but the point is, how do I balance those? So for me, when I look at God, he's God. Don't ever think, please don't misunderstand that I'm separating God. He is God. There is one God. And he manifests himself as our creator, as our mediator, as our comforter. And there are times in my life where I need the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit all over me. I am praying that he would be in me. He would fill me. He would speak to me. And there are times where I am on my knees. When I study Revelation 4 and I see Jesus on the throne in heaven, and I am I am literally worshiping my Jesus on the throne, when I am in a worship mode and I understand, especially now here we are in this holy week, the day, you know, a few days before Easter, and I know what my Jesus did on Calvary. I know what my God, the creator, did in Genesis 1, when he said, let us. Now, who is the us? Who is he talking to? That's the triune God. He says, let us make man in our image. So you see the triune holistic God right there in Genesis 1, So what it's done for my prayer life, it's taken my prayer life to a whole new dimension of understanding all of the power, all of the authority, all of the access of heaven on earth. And it just, it, it, it gives you power in your prayer life. Gosh, it's so amazing. I, um, you know, and, and to hear you talk about that and how it's, it's changed you and it's grown and expanded, you know, from, from the start of your faith when you were young all the way to now and, and 
in these roles that we have, right, and wife and mom and pastor, and the ways that God has called us to different communities and places where we're to relate with other people, his people. Um, gosh, I, I, and I'm remembering, you know, as part of your journey, and I love that you work so closely with your husband and my husband and I, in the same year that you guys started Influence Church in Anaheim Hills 2012, that's the same year we had the idea for Bible Bells. And my wow. husband and I entered into ministry together full time, um, recently, but it's just, I don't know, it's something that's, that's close to my heart because we share sort of that year as part of our journey. But yeah. would, would you talk about just, and, and partnering with your husband and what that's looked like to found the church? And I know the story behind that. So you can give mm-hmm. people a little bit of context, but just, I, I would love for you to share that story yeah. because it, it was sort of, a moment where God challenged you to step into something, not necessarily that you were prepared or ready for, or, or, you know, was there a willingness to do that right out the gate? And I would love for you to share that story because you've described it as sort of a rebirth for you and how God really changed you and did something new with you. So would you share that for everybody? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mentioned to you, you know, that we were married and we started ministry and, you know, you get in the system. You get in the system. We went through Southern Baptist school. We went to a Southern Baptist university, college, seminary. And then obviously, you know, there's opportunities and there's churches. And so an opportunity opened and we're pastoring a church. And in that particular denomination, you know, men are the pastors. uh, Wives come along and they are the pastor's wife. You know, they are there to be the pastor's wife, maybe to run the women's ministry. I mean, I'm just giving you a stereo typical picture of what a lot of churches look like, to be honest with you. And so I just kind of tried to fit in. Now, this is an important part for someone to hear. I tried to fit into a puzzle piece that I never fit into. And so what happens is often as you go, quote, as a pastor's wife to a new church, you find out what the previous pastor's wife did. You find out if, if that fits you. You know, I'd love to use this illustration. You know, when I go to Nordstrom and I try on jeans, I might see a pair of jeans. I love to tell the story. I saw a pair of a girl and she had on a pair of Rockin' Republic jeans. And Aaron, they fit her to a T. I wanted to look like her. I remember going to Nordstrom and trying on those jeans only to be so disappointed because they didn't fit me like they fit her. If you know anything about that brand, they're tapered, they're for tall, thin, you know, I'm kind of a shorter, you know, broader kind of fit. And and I, I use that illustration because I say often we see something on someone and we say, I want that, but it doesn't fit you. Because God has wired us all different. So for all of those years, I tried to fit into the local church, whatever church my husband was pastoring. Where's my role? But see, the the problem with that is I'm a little different. I'm a very creative, entrepreneurial, fitness instructor that loves fashion. And those things don't always go with the pastor's wife. So, you know, every time I try to fit into that mold, I was always hit with a wall. I was always hit with, well, we don't do that here. Well, that's not the role here. So kind of know that's my backstory. And I was comfortable in the church that we were in here in Southern California. My husband was was a teaching pastor, and it was a wonderful church. But I had to find my place outside the local church. There was not place for me there. And it was um, the end of 2012, and uh, actually 2011, and I kept asking God, God, I know you have more for me. God, I know you have more for me. And it was an interesting story. I don't know how much of it that you've read, but it was actually um, in October 2011. There was a conference going on at a church in Bethel in Redding, California. And it's um, Bethel Church. I had never heard of this church. And there was a gentleman named Sean Bowles. And he gave a prophetic word that on 2-12-12, a 
church would be birthed in Orange County, California, that would influence the world and shake the nations. Now, I don't know anything about Sean Bowles, and I sure don't know anything about 21212. But ironically, at the beginning of, of uh, in January 2012, my husband preached a message, now this is good, on the number 12, and how the number 12 is a divine number. 12 tribes, 12 apostles, 12 gates, 12 stones, and all the 12s, and how it's a divine number. And he said, God is going to do a divine work this year. And little did we know that three weeks later, that opportunity for us at that local church would close. Mm. And we were sitting down with a group of friends in a living room on 12 12 12, uh, 2 12 12, when my husband stood up and he said, Guys, it looks like tonight we're birthing a church. And Aaron, I looked at him. I don't know if it was with disgust or surprise <laughs> right. or what is shock. Happening? Um, and we got home and I go, what are, what are you doing? We, we don't have any money. We don't have any support. We don't have, you know, I'm old. I'm, this is a young man's sport. Yeah, all the, the wife, you know, you're this the wife hat. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and I just want to fast forward to say, I remember those first three years. It was so difficult. I cried every day. Hmm. And I remember saying, now this is, listen, I remember saying, God, what did I do wrong? Until we turned a corner and things, God's hand was on this. We met Sean Bowles. He was a mighty man of God. He actually just endorsed my last book. He looked at us and he said, you are the church God gave me a vision for. The last three years, I have said, God, what did I do right that you would entrust me with this movement? Hmm. And for the first time, Aaron, I fit in the local church because this church is an expression of my heart. This church is creative it's full of entrepreneurs. Our whole staff are entrepreneurs. And so what I want to say to you is don't feel stuck in a job, in a career, even in a marriage. God wants you to know you, to love you, to be you. He wants you to put in, you in a place to flourish and thrive. And for the first time, this local expression, and I believe Christ died for the church. He loves the church. The church is his bride. I could not be more tickled to be a part of this church, Influence Church in Anaheim Hills, California, which is an expression of, of my husband and I. We work together. We partner together. We pastor together. It has been said, Aaron, that he is the head and I am the heart. Mm. Uh, my husband is brilliant. He is just a brilliant man. Um, I have a tender heart. And so when you put a head and a heart together um, as pastors, we respect one another. We honor one another. Uh, we give place to one another. We don't try to do everything together. And I think that's an important thing I would say to you and your husband. Know what, what is his part and what is your part and, and mutually respect one another and give each other place um, for what would I call that divine dance. Oh, thank you so much for sharing these stories. I mean, for both me personally, and I know all, all of the people who are listening right now who I'm sure, you know, in, in the craziness that is motherhood and trying to feel out your purpose as a woman and how God wants to use all of us. What an encouragement today has been. And I'm, I can't believe that we have to wrap up, but we do something special at the end of each episode, Tammy, and it's three rapid fire questions. It's called the scoop. Are you ready? I'd love it. Okay, so question one. When you were a girl, who was your hero? Really, Jesus. I would have to say that. I mean, I just, my parents just made him to be the biggest and best thing I could ever imagine. 
Second question, what is a piece of advice you've received that has impacted your own life in a powerful way? Well, something I say all the time is smart people put smarter people around them. And make sure that you're putting wisdom around you, accountability around you, uh, confidence around you. Get around people that will make you better. Last question. If you could have a secret superpower, what would it be? Discernment. Discernment to be able to see uh, what Holy Spirit has for me and to, and to not um, be so trusting except times when Holy Spirit would lead me. But I think discernment would be a great superpower. (laughs) I do too. (laughs) Don't we need more of that all day long? Amen. Amen. Uh, Tammy, it has been just a joy and a blessing to have you on today. Where is the best place for people to find you and connect with you online to know more about what you're doing? Thank you. Yes, you can check me out at TammyHotsonPiller.com. T-A-M-M-Y-H-O-T-S-E-N-P-I-L-L-E-R. Dot com, or check us out at womenofinfluence.today. Wonderful. Tammy, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. It's been an honor, Erin. God bless you and your ministry. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed our conversation, please be sure to rate and review us on iTunes. If you have any questions, thoughts about the episode, or ideas about how we can come together and support our girls, we would absolutely love to hear from you. You can email us at hello at biblebells.com. Just let